Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Given me this morning. Amen. It starts off with gratitude. And if you have an attitude of gratitude, it is amazing what happens to you. In fact, I even read on it that uh, uh, the dopamine levels in your brain when you, when you have a, 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 a feelings of thankfulness and gratitude, they increase and you start to become more thankful uh, and more grateful for more things in your life. And gratitude does. It will change the attitude of whatever it is that you're going through, right? Being grateful. Now, gratitude will attract people to you. Have you ever been around somebody that's not very grateful, right? It's like, oh, boy. But if you've ever been around somebody that's very grateful, well, I'm going to, you know, my wife's not in here, so I'm going to talk about her. And um, when I was uh, in high school, I wasn't in the church, so I dated, I dated a lot of girls, um, all kinds of girls, Right? But I had ne- when I met Felisa, I had never met a girl like this in my whole life, okay? Because I had never seen somebody that had so little but was grateful for so much. She had nothing but was grateful for everything. And it just floored me. Because all the other girls that I dated, nothing was like that. (laughs) They had stuff. They had possessions. She had nothing and was grateful for everything. And that drew me to her. And she was, you know, attractive and all that. But I'm serious. Yeah. And, uh, but it was her gratefulness and her gratitude that really separated her from all of the girls. And I pursued that because there was something beautiful beyond just the, the, the fleshly um, aspects of her. Amen. I would say this, that being grateful is the will of God for you and for me, for all Christians. Let me read you a couple of scriptures. Can you give me 1 Thessalonians 5, 18? I know 17's got something before it that kind of goes along with it, but I just want to cover 18 here. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Can't get any more plain than that. Paul says, listen, church in Thessalonica, everything give thanks because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Somehow when you're grateful for things, things just are easier to take. Amen. And 
Think about it in your own life. When you start saying and having this spirit of, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You could be by yourself. You're driving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, boy, he loves that. Amen. There's tons of scriptures on it, but I just grabbed a couple here. Uh, how about Psalms 104? Right. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hey, when I come into the presence of God, amen, I want to be grateful, thankful, amen. You see, David, he knew this. He was a man after God's own heart, and he had intellect and understanding that goes beyond what normal Normal men had, I, I believe, at, at least at that stage. And, and so I want to come into his presence every day with the spirit of, of thankfulness. I heard somebody say, I said, hey, how you doing? And uh, he said, well, I stopped. I learned a long time ago to stop complaining because the more I complain about, the more God gives me things to complain about. And I thought, boy, you know what? He's learned his lesson. So, yeah, I try not to complain at all, period. Amen. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. Amen. So we start off with that gratitude, thanksgiving to God. Then the next thing is, you might think this is strange, but now we can go into petition and asking Hold on a second. Are we supposed to ask God personal things? I tell you, if you've got a child that's dying, boy, you're asking for personal things. God, save my son. God, don't let him die. Right? You're asking. And so I want to read a couple of scriptures that... Um, We'll back this up. Well, in fact, I heard this. I heard somebody say one time that God doesn't care about your happiness. He only cares if you obey. And I said, you know, I would have to disagree with that. And that's a brother in the Lord. Right. And, and so, but people, they feel like because things happen in their life, and it's not necessarily their choice, but they feel like they have to take care of that. And then they say, well, you know, I'm not getting happier doing this, so God really doesn't care about my happiness. He just cares about me being obedient. Well, no, 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 no. There is definitely a silver lining. There is definitely something that's going to come out if you just have a spirit of gratitude about it, right? What's the old adage? When you're given lemons, you make lemonade, and, 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 and that's what happens. But let me read a, uh, a couple of things and to show you that petitioning God is biblical, okay? So let's go to 1 Peter 5 and 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. 
hold on. You mean he really cares about me? Casting all my cares upon him? While I'm in prayer? God, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Lord, help me with my son. Help me with my daughter. God, I don't know. Help me. Is that right? Can we do that? Sure we can. Right? Casting all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Wow. Now, I thought about that person who said that, that God only cares about whether or not, he doesn't care if you're happy, he only cares if you obey. And I thought, you know what? His perception of relationship between, I'd say it, himself and God is perceiving more of master and servant than he is father and son. And, and so if all you see God is as a master and yourself as a servant, then there really maybe could be no emotional tie that God really cares for you in the sense that a father would care for a son. But if you see yourself having a spirit of adoption and given that spirit whereby we cry, Abba, Father, right? Then, uh, then it's, it becomes a whole, a whole different deal. How about this? Matthew chapter 7. Let's read 7 through 11. And this is from Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. He says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. That's pretty good right there. You know, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If people will diligently seek the Lord, they will be led to this truth. Amen. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And then he says this. He goes, look at yourselves. He says, what or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he, not, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then being evil, man, Jesus, we're evil. It's, I mean, not us, we're he was talking to the people, I guess, that hadn't been converted. But you then being evil in your flesh know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give you good things to them that ask him? Wow. Look, my righteousness is as of filthy rags. And I love blessing my children. I love blessing my wife. Okay? Now, are you telling me that I'm more righteous than God? No way. He loves blessing his children. Right? He loves blessing his bride, the church. Amen. I am I am sold out onto this concept and idea, right? And uh, I believe it with all of my heart. 
Now, could you also give me what about this in a Psalms, Psalms 37, 4 and 5? Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Whew. Well, that's a great scripture, isn't it? Delight thyself. Delight thyself. You know, I used to get so excited watching these boys playing, you know, different things. And, and I thought, you know, I got to make sure that I'm not more delighted in seeing a touchdown scored or a pin in wrestling or a home run hit than I am when I am getting tuned in with God. I'm, and so I made sure that I was never louder at a game than I am in the house of the Lord. Next one. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Yeah, doesn't matter. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. And, or, or even if you had prayed for it. Say, God, Lord, I would like to have a nice, dependable car. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you those desires of your heart. He didn't even have to even ask. The Lord knows. It's like me. I know what my kids want. They're like, how did you know I wanted that? Well, that's because I'm your dad. I'm a lot smarter. <laughs> right? But, and God's got it even, it's even greater. He knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart. So we can't keep anything from him. Anyway, that's a great story. Thank you for, for sharing that. Amen. Um, let me ask you a question. How many love to give gifts at Christmas time to your little children or grandkids or even birthday? Is that the best feeling in the world? And you know the reason why is because they have the greatest spirit of gratitude. You give the little girl a doll and she just, oh, go crazy, right? Oh, they have such wonderful gratitude. That's why I think Jesus, one of the reasons why he said, except you become as one of these, these little children, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God, right? And, and so, I mean, there's more to it than that, but I really think gratitude is a, uh, is a big part of that. And I just like giving them more and more because I see how much gratitude they have and how thankful they are, right? And it's great. Look, I'm designed just like my heavenly father. He's the same way. Now, if I go and mismanage, misuse, if it becomes a stumbling block, then as a father, I pull it away. And he does the same thing, right? So uh, there comes a, um, it, it's just like how you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't assign Fifi with, uh, hey, go ahead and, 
go to the store and buy whatever you want and come home and make us all dinner, right? It ain't happening. Okay. So the, the Lord, as much as I wanted to be blessed by God in uh, financial matters when I was 20, he knew I couldn't handle it. Right? And, and so there comes a, a level of, of relationship and maturity with the Lord, just like with uh, parents. Amen. I got to get going here, rambling. Um, let's see. I'm trying to read this. Oh, so when we're talking with God, okay, let me ask you this. We've got to be able to do a, a real self-assessment. Where am I? Where am I going? What do I want? You know, you can have the greatest map in the world, but it's useless if you don't know where you are on it. <laughs> and so when you go to the Lord in that situation, you've got to be able to do a self-assessment and be honest and say, God, you know where I am. Here's where I'm at. And you have that conversation with the Lord. This is the direction I'd like to go, God, right? And I'm talking about now setting some goals and how you can be successful in doing that by keeping God in the center of that, whether that's business or personal. Is this all right? Am I doing all right here on this? Okay. Amen. You know, people, not here in the church, but I've seen people with tremendous clarity be able to pick apart and tear things down. This is how it should be and blah, 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 blah. But if you ask them to put together a picture of what their life would look like in happiness or success, suddenly it's kind of hard to put it together, <laughs> right? They kind of stumble they kind of stumble at, at that. Amen. And so we want to be able to have a truthfulness with God as we are petitioning him and as we put together where we are and where we want to go. And so in doing that, we can start putting out goals. Now, is God really interested? Yes, he is. Okay. And is goal-setting biblical? Yes, it is. The Bible tells me whatever I do in word or deed, I do it as in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So the old saying, if you're, if you're a janitor, be the best janitor you can be, right? The pastor, when he started out, he was a lot lizard. When I, when I started out serving the Lord, I was a delivery driver. But I determined that I was going to be the best delivery driver that I could be. Amen. And I, that honors God. You do it as unto the Lord. Right? And God blesses that. And so you give that thanks and praise to God. <clears throat> but quickly here. I want to talk to you about as you put together a goal 
And that goal can turn into a desire and a desire into a passion and a passion into a purpose, right? And, and, and so there are three, I think there are three different types of goals that you can set. You can set a goal that you know that you've done in the past. I know I can do this. I've done it before. The Lord's seen me through it, right? It's a goal. I've done it before. I can do it again. That's a goal that you know you can do. Then you've got a goal that I haven't ever done it, but I'm pretty sure I could do it with the help of the Lord. Then you've got that goal that's like, I don't know if I can see myself doing that. When Steve Smith came and asked the pastor, you got to teach adult Sundays. I don't see myself doing that, right? And that's one of those things way out there. Teach a home Bible. Anyway, it can happen. So these are different progressions of goal setting, right? So when you set your goals, you got to set goals that you know that the Lord you've done in the past. You set yourself up for success. This is what I'm doing, right? If it's baseball, I know that I can hit two. I know I can hit 250, or I know I can hit 300 because I've done it before in the past. And I think I could probably hit 330, but I don't know if I can hit 400. Okay, so whatever it is that you're doing. Put your goals like that in, in, in that way. Does that make sense? Amen. And then here's, i got to get closing. After you have <clears throat> distinguished your goals and you've put them into those categories, then you have to make sure that you obey the Scripture and you bring every thought into captivity. Because of all of a sudden, the naysayers, the doubt, those things are going to come in. And you can't, what's the old adage? You can't stop a bird from flying over your tree, but you can keep it from building a nest in your branches. So you cannot entertain those negative thoughts. And that's why the Scripture tells us in Philippians that, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are of a good report, whatsoever things are wholesome, those are the things that we think upon. And in doing so, what will happen is, is these goals that we set for ourselves, we will achieve them. Amen. All through the power of God. Amen. And he gets all the glory for it. Look at this place. That he did. Amen. Praise God. So, real quickly, I'll, let me just cover everything once again. It all starts with gratitude. Amen. Gratitude with the Lord. Let him know how thankful you are and how delightful you are in everything that he has done for you and his mercy, his love, and, and all of that. And then you have confidence in going to him in that communication and laying your petition before him and asking.
And at that point, you're doing a, uh, where am I at? Being honest with God. And you're putting together with clarity, who am I? Where am I? What direction do I want to go? What do I want? Right? These are things that you want to counsel with God about in those times. You be truthful with him like that, and you watch what he does. He just starts blessing, and he starts lifting you up and taking care of you. Hey, amen. I, I believe this with all of my heart because he's done it for me in, you know, the 30 years that I've been living for the Lord. I haven't done everything perfect. It's like an average. The stock market averages 12%. Does that mean every year you make 12%? No. Some years it goes down, right? But it's an average. <laughs> Amen. Um, <clears throat> we figure out our goals. A goal, I, things I know I can do, things I can see myself doing, and the big one. I don't know if I really could do it, but I'm going to put it down anyway. Right? Amen. And then you got to get rid of the stinking thinking. And you got to bring into every, every thought into captivity. And you've got to control it and let your mind meditate on him and the things of him. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Give him thanks and be grateful in all you do. And you watch as you start moving up the board against everybody else. And the boss comes in and says, hey, uh, Grant, to pick out any of the Mercedes that you want and take it and you can drive it home. That's what happens. Amen. I believe this with all of my heart. And I want you to all feel like winners. Amen. And we have the secrets of winning. People will pay thousands of dollars for this. I just talked to an individual, $21,000 for coaching in business. I listened to what they said, and I said, boy, everything you told me is right out of the Bible. <laughs> I'm getting it for free. Amen. Praise God. Yes, Brother Kelly. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and, and there are people out there that will take these secrets and talents and they'll, and they'll go in to other well, you've seen it in like in singing and that type of stuff, right? People will leave their walk with the Lord and chase fame and, and things like that. Go ahead, Sister McHugh. Sure, sure. Well, and and, and I and I do appreciate that, right? And so I have a I have a thing in my life too that I really have no personal ambitions when it comes to the kingdom of God, right? I'm going to do the I'm going to do the work of God that God puts in front of me, and I'm content in that. So I would agree a hundred percent in that, right? And and so yes, in those situations, I am content in that. Anybody else got a comment out there? Praise God. Well, praise the Lord.
You know the secrets of winning now. Watch out. We're coming for you. Praise God. Amen. I love each and every one of you. Let's stand. We'll pray and be dismissed. Thank you, Lord God, for your word here tonight, Lord Jesus. Uh, I pray, Lord, that you would allow your people to go forth and be the light of this city, Lord God. And I pray that we would give hope to the hopeless, Lord, that we would bring them in and give them your word. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shake hands and be friendly. Appreciate each and every one of you. God bless.